0: Welcome to the Cincinnati Postcast. I'm your host, Kevin Wallace, and we have a very full episode for you today. In part one, we're talking about that Vancouver draw, 1-1 on the road. Certainly felt like a loss, didn't it? In part two, we are discussing new designated player Aaron Lupenza coming in from the Saudi Arabian League. What the heck is happening here? And in part three, we are joined by Abby Francis, who covered the soccer tournament credentialed for the post. And that's going to be your Cincy postcast. Joining me to talk about all of that and more, we've got the usual Monday crew. We've got Chief, we've got Grayson, we've got Jonah, and gentlemen, I have in my hands here the first pieces of fan mail the Post has ever received, to my knowledge. I don't know if any of you have gotten fan mail.
1: You can't count the door store for that. They give that to everybody. (laughs)
0: <laughs> i got a telephone book guys this is so good <laughs>
1: i'm somebody i'm in the phone book
0: <laughs> i have i have in my possession a couple of uh bumper stickers um i may have to find a way to uh to do like a raffle or something along those lines or a giveaway at northern row uh but the, the first one I, I have in my hand here reads i'm sorry for the way i behave when i hear the intro to mr brightside which is just good stuff to put on the back of your car. And the other one, honk if you're coming out of your cage and you've been doing just fine. It's so good. (laughs) This is so well done. I'm a little creeped out that somebody did manage to get my address. I don't remember posting that anywhere. Um, I've not gone through any length to hide my identity. So I guess if you did go to the auditor's website, it shouldn't be too hard to track me down. But... I mean,
1: it's better than the the last time both of us received unsolicited (laughs) mail, I guess. Right.
0: (laughs) On one hand, it's better content. What we got last time, which was edible phalluses. But um, (laughs) yeah,
1: you and me on that one. And that was before we had a podcast.
0: (laughs) Just imagine the delicacies of Genitalia we could have been uh, enjoying oh, here.
1: <laughs> so much genitalia. Uh,
0: Chief, Chief and I have received weird things at at the mail. uh Jonah, what is what is the strangest thing anybody has sent you unprompted via the mail?
2: Um. Wow, great prompt for something that hasn't really excitedly happened to me. Me and my friends, oh, if I flip it around, you know, you're like a shithead in junior high and stuff. I remember me and my friend cutting out. Um, pornographic images from a magazine and, or yeah, I think this was a magazine, but like, I can't imagine actually defacing a pornographic magazine. Like that would have been sacrilege. Yeah, but I, (laughs) uh, I had something and we were like, we would like find names in the phone book that were funny. And we were like mailing him. <laughs> it's like sadistic. I don't know what we're There was a guy whose last name was Peniston. And so, you know, we wrote penis really big and then the ton really small. We just like <laughs> mailed him this like porn brochure.
3: So you know, this, and then a, like there's a <laughs> soccer psychotic team behavior. Like, there, there's a soccer game I think a soccer team I think named like Peniston.
0: Yeah, it's uh, they probably get a lot. It's a well-known like internet phenomenon in the uh, the UK. Uh, Peniston, England <laughs> is is written mm. Penis town. and um, yeah, like the people who live there are notorious for not being able to fill out forms properly because the uh, the profanity filters won't accept their town name. You know, it's, no. it's,
1: on one hand, you're like, wow, that's really sophomore. On the other hand, I'm now just like reliving in my head how late into my life it was still acceptable to play the game where you and a friend just keep saying the word penis louder in class until one person gets in trouble. <laughs> sure. I forgot about that like one. Well into college, I think.
0: <laughs> Surely that game is, is still being played. Um, Grayson, do you have any good mailing or receiving mail stories to uh, start us off here? <laughs> uh, pass. Pass.
4: i I will say
3: though that whoever sent it tell me i won't tell anybody (laughs) i just i just want to know
1: and also where you bought the bumper sticker because i think grayson wants one for the back of his prius
0: well i can tell you the bottom of this one says the Silver Spider Print Shop. So I would start there in your uh, investigation.
2: Oh yeah, it was the first thing that came up when I put Mister Brightside bumper stickers. <laughs> <in>. uh.
0: <laughs> they got that SEO game on lock for all those, <laughs> all those fans. <laughs> Mister Brightside specifically. Oh man. Well, we we do have a game to talk about. uh I I have a confession to make. I did. I did confess this on on Twitter, but it should it should be stated. I did fall asleep at the 80th minute and I, I have a pretty good memory of me. How do you fall asleep, asleep at the 80th
1: minute? Like you've so almost good. made it to the end. Like, <laughs> all you've got to do is stay up 10 more minutes plus stoppage time. Like you couldn't
0: power through just that last little bit. So this is what happened. I had been the entire game. I watched it from my bed, but I'm two screening. I've got the laptop up, and I'm I'm sending you know the posts just incredibly witty tweets and retweeting everything that you guys post just to to keep the uh, the match day engagement going. And I switched from the laptop to my phone. And that was it. I just I just curled up and, and I was done for
1: it. <laughs> I can't fathom. I can't fathom falling asleep in a sporting event that I actually care about. Like, I'm always too. a I'm either too angry or too happy. Like, there's always an emotion that's going to keep me awake to watch the end of a game.
3: I have a I have a so I have a, I have a friend, uh, a childhood friend who um has this uncanny ability to fall asleep in any setting, anytime, anywhere, even for just like a minute, two minutes. Like he's, it's, it's crazy. Like the guy will just, we'll just be driving like down the street and he will just use that as an opportunity to take a nap. Um, Jeez. he went to, he went to Catholic high school and, um, I'm not going to say the high school cause I don't want to like put him too much on blast here. Oh, but, yeah. um, when we were in high school, so I went to public school, but he went up to DC with his school to the um, right to life rally and um, they had some kind of service um, he's like the kind of guy who's like oh I want to go to DC like I'll just tag along don't, to whatever they make me tag along with don't care the reason I'll support anything <laughs> right. there's a free trip involved <laughs> um, and there was like some type of service or sermon that was happening and he's sitting on the aisle and he's got his head in his hands, and he made, they made like a pic, he made like their school newsletter,
5: no. <laughs> and it looks like there's this
3: guy who's just like so incredibly moved, just like <laughs> overwhelmed <laughs> with emotion, and he's fucking sleeping.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's incredible. I do, I do have the ability to sleep on command, but I don't do it to micro nap as it sounds like your, your buddy was doing there. I, uh, I am notorious at family gatherings, finding a nice spot on the a living room floor and passing out like that is, that's usually my go-to move. I used so. to,
1: I used to, when I was in high school, I went to high school out in Washington and I took the subway into school every day. And there were multiple times where I fell asleep either going to school or coming home from school and i woke up like 45 minutes away from where i was supposed to be (laughs) like at the end of the train line like just pass the fuck out and like the train is stopped at the end of the line and it's like oh oh i gotta i gotta go the other way a really long time
3: (laughs) just like just like hannah in the finale of season one of girls
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's always bringing it back to girls, folks. <laughs> you know that's the
1: first time. So I'm actually on vacation currently, as I tweeted out, and um, just when I plugged my phone in to like start the Bluetooth or whatever, or about the Bluetooth, you would plug in with Bluetooth, but like plug your phone in to get directions so that it plays over the car audio because we took a car that wasn't mine that can actually do that. Um, Like the end of the podcast started up because I've been, you know, listening to myself because that's a really normal thing that people do. And it popped on right as Grayson's audio drop had started. And my wife said, You know, he's the smartest one in the group when you start
5: talking (laughs) about (laughs)
0: this. I I think anybody who watched me try to quickly paraphrase MLS rule books uh, on on the Discord earlier, only to have Grayson do it in what was, I think, five sentences, just absolutely nailed it. Uh, I I think we can all agree there. Uh, Jonah, did you make it all the way through Um, this game? And isn't that a dumb question? (laughs) I
2: missed the same amount of game almost Ah. as you because I woke up. Like, I'm just waiting for this game to start. I'm fading on the couch. Lights are bright. It doesn't matter. I wake up, and it's the ninth minute. And I was like, whoa! Like, it was just <laughs> such... I don't know. It's not that crazy to wake up on the couch and the soccer game's going on. But that's the first time I've ever done that. And it was right when, I think... Uh, the first time Santano almost got chipped, kinda. Ooh, yeah. I was like, what is going on? We're in <laughs> Vancouver. We're on turf. Things are happening.
0: We're under attack. <laughs> you know Fight or Flight then few,
2: response triggered. Yeah. <laughs> Vasquez is like scuffing across one minute later. I'm like, it's this is popping off. This is great. <laughs> and uh, I was quite groggy and out of my mind a little bit for the rest of the game. So yeah. But I caught the ending, which seems to be the important part
0: yeah well, you know if I had picked the ten minutes, I would have missed. I think I would have <laughs> traded you uh absolutely um oh, let's uh let's dive into this one. The team finally finally reaches the end of their grueling stretch of games uh they they had to go to the longest away trip on the uh on the calendar there out to Vancouver, a game that I will point out beforehand. Many on this pod were saying, send the babies, and if we take a loss, it doesn't matter. Uh, the lineup that they did roll out, Celentano and Goal, of course. Murphy, Miazga, Mosquera on the back line, Bariel on the left, Powell on the right, Moreno, Wobodo, and Kubo in midfield with Bajji and Vasquez up top. Grayson, thoughts when you saw this lineup?
3: Well, my first thought when I saw the lineup was confusion. Because the lineup the team tweeted out yes. had Mascara on the left and Murphy on the right. You know? It sure did. And I was like, all right. Maybe. Why? <laughs> <laughs> was yeah. like, was like, Why? Maybe you have more um, stability with Mascara and Boreal. And actually, you know, the funniest part of that is. Laurel must have had the same thought, same confusion that I had because she put out a tweet that was like, oh, Noonan thinks that wing back and center back partnerships uh, matter more than like what side somebody naturally supposed to play on. Yeah. But then the game started and no, the team had just screwed it up. (laughs) And Murphy was on the left and Muscara was on the right.
1: What's that old saying? Never attribute malice when incompetence is clearly the more obvious answer.
3: Yeah. But here it would just be more like never, um, never uh, uh interpret like I don't know outside the box thinking <laughs> when it, when it, somebody could have just screwed up on the graphic.
0: Right. Never assume Noonan is actually trying something new. It's probably a good rule of thumb here. Um. Yeah. I don't know, Jonah. What Noah Costa in this one? You happy for him, or would you have rather seen him in this lineup? <laughs> I was just, hey, happy be- yeah.
2: Because you knew he was gonna come in and substitution Lucho is also yeah. almost as fun as full game because you get the excitement, the wondrous possibility. No matter what's happening, you're like, Well I know Lucho's coming in later. <laughs> so uh just counting the minutes. Yeah, he deserved he deserved a little break. I wonder, you know, will he I haven't said anything after, but did he did he say like, no, Pat, I can coach it probably call him coach i can go coach don't worry about this i can go and he was like no lucho or was he just like you're right my tricks can wait <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is a good question yeah when when they do decide to keep him on the bench whose decision is that really is that noonan suggesting it to costa is it costa asking for a breather or maybe, it's, the turf?
1: maybe it's maybe it's easier to mm. convince lucho to take a break if you're playing on an artificial like a uh the, yeah. the turf that like yeah hey, we're going to not, we're going to rest you this game. That might be one where he fights back a little less hard about yeah. that.
0: Oh, for sure. It was, I, I remember back when the women's world cup 2015, maybe I uh, was in Canada. I remember a lot of people saying that, no, no, no. The Vancouver turf is a FIFA five-star rated turf and that it is, as good as grass and uh, all all of these things that if people were claiming FIFA signed off on it. Again, last night, it looked exactly the same as Nippert or Atlanta or any other artificial turf that FCC has played on And in, in my time watching them. I, I don't buy it, and I really, yeah, I, I can't wait well, for the day that they get rid of this.
3: Well, the announcer said Vancouver – was the best home field team in the league (laughs) since 2021. They've been far from the best team. (laughs)
0: <laughs> in the league, in that time period,
3: well, he had so originally
0: started off by saying on. he started off by saying they were the best team this season, and then uh, I, I guess a, a joke from the uh, the Discord felt the weight of FCC Twitter breathing down his neck, <laughs> letting that hang out there before well, clarifying. Yeah,
1: they uh, they did make a movie about the mm. advantage Vancouver has when playing on their home turf. It's oh. called Artificial Intelligence
0: hey
2: <laughs> it was f- funny to them they're like oh my, this guy's having trouble with his cleats too i'm like yeah i can't wait for the torn acl they're sliding around and oh he well, kubo in the middle of the game needs to change his cleats and someone else change him at halftime yeah
1: can we yeah. it would also be a good time as any to talk about the fact that why did we get assigned these two fucking hosers as a commentary team they're both from the, the the Canada was so strong in literally everything <laughs> they said. Yes. It was actively annoying me watching this game.
0: It is weird that the promise of the Apple TV deal was, you know, dedicated mm-hmm. announcers in the stadium, the knowledgeable uh, announcing duos that they would try to cultivate uh through this this entire 10-year run this season pass that they would um you know get the best and brightest minds and that they would be objective announcers for the league, not unlike what you would expect from you know Premier League announcers, right? And what we ended up with was like 15 to 20 home broadcast crews of the league. And those crews getting to still call all of those teams games plus, like, eight people that have appeared on Extra Time before. Like, it's it's very weird how they set this up. And, yeah, Chief, a, a point that you made elsewhere online, it does make you miss Tommy G. Like, if this is what the regular announcer is going to be, let me throw Tommy G on as an option on these away games, please.
1: Or at the very least, like, hire Tommy G, so some other fan base has to deal with... <laughs> hearing tommy g call an fc cincinnati game like at least let me know someone else is getting fucking annoyed at our games that the broadcaster is an outright homer that lives in cincinnati that has called all of our games and is clearly more excited to talk about us and like openly like at the end of this game the announcers are like oh i wish we could play 10 more minutes of this it's like yeah because you guys just scored a goal and you're trying to win now like this is
0: (laughs) right (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's annoying. Um, You know, and, and the thing with Tommy G is like, look, I know it's like fun to like point out some of his gaffes and stuff
4: as you know, everybody kind of makes mistakes, but
3: you, you can't tell me that the crews that got hired are like all, you know, a plus broadcast crews that are heads and shoulders above Tommy G. And I'll tell you what else some of these crews have displayed kind of a shocking ignorance about yes. FC Cincinnati. And yes. like, I can't imagine Tommy G going into a game. He's broadcasting and making some of the mistakes, you know, and, and not knowing some of the pieces of information that these crews don't know.
0: Yeah. I remember having a critique of Tommy G spending like a lot of time on the broadcast telling us about the other team. I was like, I don't care. Like I just want SEC, please. And now it's like, Holy shit. He was so far ahead of the curve on this. I
2: think there's like a, you know, Taylor Twelman's a known name and voice doing announcing. And there's like a few, very few, like of the top tier. And then it, the drop off is quite quick. Who's the highlight of there were so many goals in MLS games yesterday? There was that um Zellerian goal from like yeah. midfield. And I I I hate even like critiquing her just because she's like the I think she's the only female play by play. But it was so horrible her <laughs> call. And it's like, this could be like one of the goals of the year. So you're going to hear this call over. And I was like, I forget what the line is right before. She said, you betcha. And I was like, no, no, you can't say that. You can't say you betcha after the midfield goal. And it was just like, yeah, Tommy G really has to feel. When you heard they're like, they're bringing in their own announcers. You kind of like, and they're like this. Okay, I get it. Right. And then you actually, like you said, you actually go to these less marquee, you know, FCC Vancouver. You're not getting the top. You're getting the Vancouver one, actually. Yeah. But then you you start to hear all these people that you never had to hear before. And you're like, oh, OK, yeah, <laughs> this is what it's like. Is J.P. Della Camera him and Michael LaHood were doing Austin games. Did he get. To stay on. I don't think Lahoud is because I saw him at the soccer tournament, so I'm assuming he's not part yeah, of it.
0: Yeah, Lahoud didn't make it
3: because JP's a good uh,
0: one. Lahoud might have made it. I
3: assume that JP Delicamera is still doing. Um,
0: yeah,
2: I don't watch a lot of West Coast games, so if he is out there, then I would have no idea. Well, you yeah. look that up. I did see this. Uh, this was in uh, the Toronto Times. Hey, let's see him do that wearing my sticks and skates. eh? Canadian hoser <laughs> announcers called the local Mounties after making pants poutine watching Acosta's goal. Proceed to bet each other a loony they can go ninety minutes without taking a single breath. So, <laughs> love those guys. They uh, they
1: were verbose, weren't they?
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> leave nothing <Take>. unsaid. <laughs> uh, they did not. It's,
1: it was, some people uh, like to yeah. let the game breathe other announcers like to choke it of any oxygen
2: <laughs> yeah
0: I, and again that was always a critique i had of tommy g but i understood that he was simulcasting onto radio so like he had a sort of dual obligation to describe as much of the action these guys didn't these, these guys no. absolutely did not have that obligation here um the first half was kind of a weird one and it set the tone I think for for the most of the game and that's all I can speak about is that this game was um it was very back and forth it was very open it was very sloppy at times but I mean at halftime I was surprised it wasn't 1-1 one, one or 2-2 two, two. there were some dramatic moments of Celentano attempting to be chipped by Burhalter's son, which if people did not pick up on that, that was right. Greg Burhalter's son.
1: If, if you felt some just hatred of <laughs> the players you were watching on Vancouver, it was like, yes, that was Greg Berhalter's son. Yes, the <laughs> hatred you were feeling is a real thing. I don't know if you saw this, though, Kevin. They made a movie about the offensive game plan for the Vancouver Whitecaps last mm. night. It's called Over the Top
0: hey they sure they sure hammered that one home huh the uh yeah there were there were a couple of times where Celentano, i think made the wrong decision but they really forced him into those decisions is this a is this a one-off thing with it being a weird turf game or is this a is this a weak spot in Celentano's game we got to worry about being exploited in the future
1: it's not a weakness in Celentano's game, I don't think. I just think it's a product of the fact that when you play on turf like this, if you kick the ball long, yeah, you're gonna get weird bounces. You're gonna get weird, um, you know, chip chip ups. And he misplayed one or two because he didn't have an idea how the ball was gonna check up off the turf, and it, it just isn't the same as it is playing anyplace else. So I don't, I don't see this as a as a weakness i just think it's something that you know they need to be aware of when they go to play games at places like charlotte and other places that have turf there was a wild stat in this game fc cincinnati was like what 0 and 11 in their last games playing on artificial playing surfaces but this team is terrible playing on turf
0: that i mean in fairness, a lot of that was at Nippert when, when the team well, was really bad.
3: They, so they can't be that bad on Turf because they tied Atlanta last year on Turf. We might have been down winless
1: the, in their last eleven. They, I think they turf. were winless in the last mm, okay, eleven. Okay, okay. Right.
3: Um but yeah. yeah, I mean, they were terrible the first three years. And then I don't know how many I don't know how many games they played on turf. Last year,
1: I mean, they play, they have to play every year. They have to play in New England. That's turf. They have to play Charlotte. That's turf. They have to play Atlanta. Yeah. So they tied That's Atlanta. Turf.
3: They tied New England this year. Yeah. They should have won that game. Turf Monster got him though.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a weird one. Uh, you can definitely tell the ball bounces differently. You can definitely tell it's, it's a, it's just a weirder movement and, I don't know. It seems seems unfair and unsafe that a a couple of the teams get to do it. I know, like the big talking point, especially with MLS fans, is always that like, well, some of the top teams in the Netherlands do this, uh, but they just announced that starting next year they are banning all artificial pitches in uh, the Eredivisie. So, that talking point is going away. So,
2: what about young boys? It's
0: just not. (laughs) It's not fun to watch.
1: It just it's it looks bad the ball moves weirdly things bounce yeah. the, ga- the game just has you get i feel like we get a lot more of these games on turf where there's just no flow to the game where just the ball is pinging back and forth no one's able to control touches are weird passes are weird passes skipping along the ground i just i don't i don't understand why the league still allows it and i don't especially don't understand why the league keeps admitting teams that are going to play on turf like To me, like the most egregious sin of MLS in recent memory is that they admitted Charlotte with no requirement whatsoever that they build a surface, a a grass playing surface stadium. Like for all this bullshit that we went through about you need to build a stadium, you need to do this. And they just let Charlotte in. It's like, oh, yeah, play at your NFL stadium on your shitty turf. That's just it's annoying.
0: What's even worse about the Charlotte one is that it wasn't turf. The Panthers used to play on natural grass until Charlotte FC showed up and they switched it to reduce the wear and tear on the grass. So they literally went from a grass stadium to an artificial pitch stadium for the MLS team. What the hell? (laughs) Fucking absurd. Oh, God. So so in this first half,
1: are we going to talk about it now or do you want to wait till later in terms of in this first half? Yeah, we should multi- talk about it now. Multiple opportunities for Brandon Vasquez yep. Yep. that went unfinished, where he was in good position, um, couldn't score the goal. Uh, the first half, he has at least one good look where he fights off three or four guys and actually manages to get a shot on target. That was probably his best play of the night. Yeah, another one where he absolutely makes a meal of an opportunity in front of net that ends up uh, generously being described as a pass to Barial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if you saw this. They uh, they made a movie about Brandon Vasquez's offensive output recently. It's called "Oh Brother, Where Art Thou?"
3: <laughs> uh, I saw I saw a headline about about Vasquez's performance. It was in. Uh... The uh, Pittsburgh Press. Um, I'm since he till I die. Don't need a reason why. Vasquez explains plan to stay with the FC during the upcoming (laughs) Gold Cup. (laughs)
0: What what a a true service to this city he is doing by sinking his national team aspirations before our eyes. Um, Yeah, there's. I'm seeing some chatter on Twitter, which is largely, I think, big accounts elevating small accounts that don't need to be elevated. I don't think anybody seriously is saying that Vasquez should be benched, Um, but there does need, like, it is sad to see him... Not perform at the level that we saw him perform last year. I think that's the best way to categorize this. Cause it's not that he's not getting service. He is. That's how we know he's struggling, is that he's actually getting really good service and getting in good positions. He's just not burying them like he did last year. And I I don't know. Jonah, you are you benching Vasquez? <laughs>
2: I'm—he's burning extra sprints at practice for me. No, he's not. Uh But yeah, it is upsetting because of you're—you're you're so close to agreeing with some people on this quote-unquote debate. That's not really a debate. Everyone's just wants them to score goals, and right. we're like, well, who are you gonna put in? Like, I don't want to put anyone else in. I'm just saying. I'm just like you don't know how to discuss it. Right. But then there's like you don't want to totally agree with the people who you see on the argument. They take it too far, you know. It's well, like,
3: I think. I think you're giving some people a little too much credit. I don't know that everybody no, in good true. faith wants Vasquez to score. I think, hmm. I think there's a perception, and I don't want to go too far down this road, but I'm going to say it. I think there's a perception that you have to be like on like that. There's like Vasquez people and like Brenner people. And Ugh, what people like <laughs> want? You We're like, a the like, podcast, anyways. <laughs> you have like Always your happened. guy. <laughs> You have, like, your guy, and then, like, you have to, like, go out of your way to criticize the other guy because you think that your guy was criticized too much or whatever. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't care if, like, they rotate the striker sometimes, right? Right. Like, you know, maybe some game where Vasquez and Baji are starting together, maybe instead of taking Baji out and putting Santos in when he's healthy you take Brandon out and put Santos in, right? You can read the game like that, and I don't view that as, you know, quote-unquote benching Brandon. Because um, unlike some people, I don't think it's like a personal slight every time you get removed from a game. Um, <laughs> but but like the idea that like, well, one, like there's no one to start. Right now, no. there's no one to start no. instead, of, instead of Brandon. Right. Two, but Archimedes
1: like, or is in there?
3: No. And two, like, you know, if he does bury these chances,
4: um, it's a whole it's a whole different story. And there's been enough um, instability in the team that you know, and maybe
3: he's got some mental stuff he's still working through. I still think he's gonna he's gonna come around and i would yeah. still be surprised if he doesn't finish the finish the year with at least like 15 goals in all comps yeah um but you know i'm
1: staying we'll woke see. on this i'm staying woke on this i think this is all part of a long con that he's going to reveal over the break that pancakes just aren't working for him and he's switching to a different breakfast food item and this is all just to get people to stop asking him
2: about the pancakes <laughs> So far, so good. (laughs)
0: He's he's, he's tired of living that
2: lie. I like that Pat probably regretfully posed the question. Like, I mean, do people actually think he's not trying hard or something? And I was like, I was like, well, Pat, if you want to open the can of worms, you always find yes answers for these questions. And and when he like missed that header, I wanted to like reply to the guy. I already muted the conversation because I like made the mistake (laughs) of engaging with this guy, but. when he like missed that header, it was like was it because of hustle? Like right. he didn't he didn't hustle that header in enough. It's like <laughs> like I know chief was mad he didn't follow up that open was that the open cup the yeah. other week. Right. But in general, it's not like it's not like Vasquez is loafing it. That's not the reason he's not getting the goals. I would right. say I'd say it's poor finishing
3: with. And I I do think yeah that,
2: not because of hustle obviously
3: yeah I do think that there's enough stuff to talk about if you're like a If you're like a media person around the team, I think there's enough stuff to talk about without like finding the dumbest person on parlor and then (laughs) just like, you know, broadcasting like their take and being like, oh, I can't believe I can't believe fans are saying this. Yeah. Well, should that, we do that? That would be a
1: great bit. Just find the worst <laughs> yes. possible. People want us to do
3: this on Fa- People want us to do this with Facebook. This yeah, should yeah, be a Twitter amplify, account.
1: Yeah, you hmm. amplify the worst possible take. <laughs> and just look, I can't believe everyone in FC Cincinnati is demanding this. <sighs>
2: yeah fans are dumb and i'm one of the dumb fans it's not hard to find yeah. or irrational or you know i don't know anyways best fans fc that's a twitter handle you guys ever heard of that
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, those had, were had some gyms back in the day <laughs>
1: <laughs> the bottom line or, with vasquez is is it's just you he's always a all these takes were bullshit because he just scored a goal in the last game like how he scored the the go ahead, the first goal in the Open Cup. I mean, he was offside, but he still finished the fucking goal. It was a nice so finish. It was a great finish. And <laughs> at any moment in this game, if he would have scored, it would have been, oh, great game, Brandon Vasquez. You just don't care. Every striker is perpetually just one good shot away from completely turning their game around. So he looks like he needs a mental break a little bit just to sort of get out of his own head. But he's playing... Yeah. In terms of he's getting in good positions, it's just the finishing that isn't there, and you figure that that's going to come because he had an entire year last year where he showed good finishing. He's a good player who's just in a poor run of form right now, and anyone suggesting otherwise is just being dishonest or looking for rage engagement.
3: You know what this season feels like? It feels like you asked AI to generate a Brandon Vasquez season (laughs) because like, yeah, like, he's doing all of the things that you expect, like, Brandon Vasquez to do, and he's recognizable as Brandon Vasquez, but, like, <laughs> just, like, some pretty major things are just not connecting. And you right. can just tell it's, like, not, you can just tell it's wrong.
0: <laughs> it's it's the equivalent of uh, of these generative AI programs not being able to do hands right. Like fingers yeah. are always like four feet long or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> just it. not
1: finishing the image correctly, more or less. Not finishing
4: yeah. correctly.
0: The, is the basic Santos coding. alive? Is,
5: is, how, is no, he
0: targeting, targeting Toronto
2: for him? Uh, I miss that guy. He's a nice, he's fast, mm-hmm. nice yeah. one to get. If you want to give Vasquez a break, and he's back, and him and Baji up there, just. I mean, sprinting towards the line.
1: It's part of the other problem here, too, is that, I mean, I understand that it's not that Vasquez is getting in position to score and there is, it just is finishing. But Baji benefits more from that pairing than Vasquez does far and yeah. away. Like, we're going to be getting, and we'll talk about this later, there's going to be another high profile striker talent that's going to be paired with Vasquez in the very near future. If you want to write him off, or claim that there's a talent problem, or last year was a flash in the pan, at the very least, wait until you see what that pairing looks like before you're ready to make a prognostication one way or the other about Brandon Vasquez, I think.
3: because right now Brandon is the better striker when he's out there, right? Yeah. And
1: I think... Far and away, the better striker.
3: Right. And so then last year, when he was playing at the same time as Brenner, Brenner Brenner's the more dynamic player, the player that probably defenses... Were more worried about, yeah, right, and the things that he did helped create space for Brandon to make runs yeah. and to get the position in front of goal. And um you know, hopefully, we see the same from our mystery signing.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ratkoff. He yeah. Ratkoff. <laughs> Rat- Rat- Here he Rat- comes. <laughs>
2: But speaking of the partnership being diminished, and then right back to you, Kevin. But this was Please. this was in the New York Times. Gary Walker has to go. An enraged Lindner can't understand Brenner's never-ending ankle injury. I
5: don't get it either. Buddy.
2: <laughs> we'll see him. God, it seems. What's he? What are they doing in the training room? I don't understand.
0: It does does make you wonder where <laughs> where he is. Right.
1: I would love if on these injury reports, instead of ankle or whatever it is they keep putting on there if they just put quit on the team yes this is one last passive-aggressive dig
0: <laughs> in italy sightseeing you know whatever <laughs> on rehab in
3: brazil yeah just unpaid, unpaid personal leave
2: <laughs> that was a reply to brian waggle's tweet It was like the same people who said Brenner was lazy and didn't want to be here. I said, Well, that's a half true. (laughs) I don't think he's lazy, but uh, I don't think he wanted to be here.
0: Did not want to be here. Um, How he could not have made it more clear that he didn't want to be here. (laughs) Like, come on. That that wasn't a mystery. That wasn't a, you know, reading between the lines type of situation. It was as as
3: they always say in like, uh, what, like fake therapy Twitter where they have like the quips, it's like, when people tell you who they are, believe them.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> oh God! So we get to the the second half without without any goals. Nothing, nothing too major happened, and then yeah, halfway through the, uh, the the sixty minute segment there, from sixty to seventy minutes, bunch of substitutions on their side. Tristan Blackman, Julian Kressel, pretty big names regular starters for them they were also uh rotating because on wednesday they won the equivalent of the canadian uh open cup there the Voyagers cup and we brought in santiago arias and one lucho acosta coming in for dom Baji and it looked like they were doing something of an attacking front three with Kubo and vasquez I I don't know if anybody had any thoughts on Acosta's entrance and the potential formation well, left, shift there.
1: They left Kubo on and it made it seem like Kubo was still going to be playing the 10, the attacking mid roll. And this was another yeah. one of those, those things that Noonan does where Acosta is going to get a run, but we're not going to ask him to be the everything everywhere, all at once player, and maybe save a little bit of the wear and tear on his legs, which Lucho then, promptly disregarded by going everywhere and being everything and being everywhere all at once. Um, But it it seemed like they were going to have him paired up top with Vasquez. I don't know. He's so positionally fluid. I know that that's not allowed in some States, but I think in Canada, that's okay. Um, That no matter where he starts, he's going to go wherever the hell he wants to go.
0: Yeah. He, he, is clearly given a blank check when he's out there and he is he is calling his own numbers while he's running and around uh, there.
3: They made a movie about Lucho cooking in Vancouver. Oh. It's called Canadian Bacon.
0: Hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a truly underrated John
2: Candy Flick, if we're being honest.
0: <laughs> that is true. Does does he it- was
2: he didn't have that first like 32nd thing where it's like oh baby lucho's in here and he was all he was kind of invisible for the first few minutes right leading up and i like noted it and then he scores you know the amazing goal (laughs) like okay (laughs) he was just waiting this time so it wasn't the instant impact but it was it was soon enough right if they subbed uh,
1: them on wasn't there that like the first real offensive chance they had in a while but they nicked the ball immediately and had a 2v1 that broke down they, I don't they think he did. was involved
0: in it, but yeah. exactly, he was not involved. But Credit Kubo, to Lucho, though. Yeah, yeah. Kubo <laughs> picked a pass, got it to uh, Vasquez, who, I mean, maybe it wasn't the most perfect pass, but he certainly made a meal out of uh, that ball and just couldn't get it out from under his feet and just went nowhere. It was kind of sad. Twenty twenty two, Vasquez knew what to do with the ball <laughs> there. <laughs> and there was that
3: there was that one where Kubo took his shot, which I wasn't mad at. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, uh, and He probably did have Lucho. Wide open for a goal there. But it was yeah, a I good should... it was a good shot to take, I thought.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Kubo has earned like for the he really hasn't scored that many goals, but like when he's lining up to shoot or like in that instance, you're like, yeah, Kubo, take that. Like It's not like this guy who scored a ton of goals, but in our minds, he scored like you've seen him like wallop the ball. He scored that one against Atlanta and you just like know it's in him. So, yeah, yeah I didn't mind. But then you watch the replay and like in a perfect world, you, you slide in Lucho there and he curls it back post. But
0: On that I, one- I can live with it. On that play in particular, I was super thankful to the... to so the Apple crew in Vancouver because they they know how to mic that field very well. And you could hear Lucho screaming for the ball as he's running down. And then I think it was earlier in the game, got a very fluent English, uh, come on man from Barial that was just like crystal <laughs> clear. I really enjoyed that.
1: <laughs> it just uh, hits different in a stadium that's uh, mostly empty because everyone's watching the Stanley Cup playoffs someplace else. <laughs>
0: i i said it before uh that that franchise is just primed to be moved to vegas at some point in the future it just it's just not connecting it doesn't look like up there it's
2: very odd and because we've never played there before so it just yeah it was strange like and i I've, I've watched highlights obviously i remember watching a lot of those Alfonso davies highlights right before he got sold and i'm like okay this is this i kind of recognize the field from these videos and then they'll show you the 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 video and they like pan up and like we're inside <laughs> like, i forgot that we're in a dome <laughs> this is weird uh it's a strange yeah it's strange and i guess it wasn't built for it was an ex- was it a cfl stadium first or it's not built sure it's for them CFL, was it yeah, yeah. Originally. It's, CFL, so like,
1: it's also in yeah. canada so odds are they might have like a horse stampede that happens happens there every so often too
2: it's a good point barley was rocking for sure
3: <laughs> i saw hard. they made a movie about Va- vancouver's coach oh did they it's called it's called mr bean because he because he looks like mr bean
1: (laughs) he does look like mr bean (laughs) i appreciate the explanation (laughs) they call it they they called it mr bean because he looks like mr bean
2: (laughs) he did have that good you suck uh, (laughs) did you guys bring it up one of you guys on the last podcast maybe he had that quote that they were like gonna celebrate the
0: Oh yeah, They're gonna their be open drug. cup thing.
2: Yeah. So he's like, but like, uh, no reason we can't like make a run or something. He's like, well, maybe after the Cincinnati game, you know. Yeah. So like, I heard that. I was like, okay, these guys. Yes, this sounds fucking great. These guys know <laughs> how to party.
0: Yeah. He's a he's a funny guy. I. You know, I've known about him. He's he's good for quote. He's like really genuinely funny uh, with the press. Uh, but this was the first time I really got to get a good look at him, like like literally a good look at him. And I thought, man, he doesn't look like somebody who's ever played soccer before. And his Wikipedia page did not have a professional playing career for him. He had a very weird coaching career at like two. Minuscule clubs in Italy, I think, before coaching the Vancouver U 23s and then took over as the interim coach and made the playoffs like two, three years ago. And he's been there ever since. So, kind of a weird career for that guy.
3: When somebody but. pops up into like a high profile job out of nowhere, and yeah. you can't figure out like the, what their background is, it means they're CIA <laughs>
1: or it's like the red is related to ownership in some way.
0: Yeah, he's Don Garber's nephew. (laughs) Yeah, like like, five years, he'll be running the
1: equivalent, the Vancouver equivalent of a Skyline Chili.
0: I don't know (sighs) if Demay ever played. I think he's another one of those that he said, like in his twenties, he just gave up on trying to have a playing career and just went immediately into coaching. You are
2: too generous. It says began his managerial career at age sixteen.
0: Wow. <laughs> he
2: was the U thirteen coach for this uh French sixth division team.
0: He gave up on playing before he, he got to high school. He's only
2: thirty-three. He's
0: a baby. Oh my God.
2: I didn't realize he was that that's crazy. He's got he's to be our
1: interim coach again like three more uh, times before he retires.
2: Well, Wilfred Nancy gets Fired for some reason. He's the assistant there. Maybe he'll get one more chance. We need a scandal, Wilfred. We need to get our boy back behind the reins one last time. Someone sent a karaoke
1: <laughs> machine up to Columbus.
3: Somebody, somebody put a microphone in the Nazi's pass. face and ask him how he feels about like, uh Immigration into France or something.
2: <laughs> it's
3: like, as my friend Deplan would say,
2: like, no, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no else, please. Yeah. He's in favor
1: of keeping the retirement age even higher to like 71,
3: 72.
0: <laughs> A radical in France. <laughs> <laughs> what,
3: what, do you, what do you think about uh, Jerry Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> It's a different time. Different time.
0: <laughs> Deep cut. Are we doing so, this,
2: uh, goal? this goal? Let's talk about the happen? goal
0: because that is that is where this goes. Um, you guys Let me describe have it for me. you, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah Kevin. what happened here? You, you can, yeah,
2: can
1: watch the you, highlights. You tell me when you woke up this morning and watched the highlight how it made you feel.
0: <laughs> I was so annoyed at how good it was. I really wished it was just a crap tap in something that I don't have to worry about. But uh, no, it had I mean, on a day with like some of the best goals in MLS all season, like in another in another timeline, this is a potential goal of the season goal. Like this is an insane moment outside of the foot has the keeper absolutely baffled. Am I wrong in saying that that was Matt Miazga? On the uh, the long oh, it ball was. overhead,
3: you were not Ooh. wrong. No, Passive you need
1: to point life. that out. <laughs> Insulate about what comes next.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Do, but obviously, you're watching the. Did you watch the last ten minutes of the game, or did you? Just, I don't want to call you out on that. No,
0: no, no. I did go back and rewatch okay. it. Okay, so, yes. uh,
2: so watching it live, as I was doing, awake, <laughs> um, as
0: all good fans were. Uh,
2: yeah, of course, I'm a great fan. As soon as he. Made the first touch. I mean, wow, well, bold, bold to say this, but you know, you're thinking goal and yeah. it, you're expecting goal. Well, I can't say I was expecting
0: <laughs> that.
2: <laughs> I mean, he still could have like cut back and tried to curl it in, and it would have been a pretty reasonable idea. So just like he, you know, he, he kind of looks up, but he doesn't really look up. So just the fact that he uh instantly is like, oh, I know what I'm doing, and then just. It executed it perfectly. It was just, it was a beautiful thing. It happened kind of that like fast.
1: A, it's kind of like a counterpoint to our, the Barial goal on Tuesday, where everyone's reaction and what happens made you think, like, oh, they don't make a lot of these. The competence with which Lucho pulled that move off made me believe he does this in practice yeah. all of the goddamn time. <laughs> right. That this is just very <laughs> yeah. routine for what he does in this spot.
0: ah man it it's such a good move too because the keeper has his angles covered if a traditional shot is coming his way and that is uh that is absolutely not what happens there and did he catch that on the bounce like it's it's volley ish it's his first touch it's his first touch it bounced in front of him but it was his first touch. that's it okay so he, he lets it settle to him so we're Ignore what I said good. about first
2: touch. I, I did watch it though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we uh we're feeling good. It's it's the end of the game. We're thinking, all right, it's another late winner. This team, one to nothing. Hell yeah. And Vancouver tries again <sighs> one of their long balls, and suddenly Copycats. our defense can't handle it.
2: Can I can I give you some information before we get into please? <laughs> Just some I'll get my grayson on for a second. <clears throat> Miaska, Matt Miaska, Mad Miazka, as many people are calling him. It's caught on like a wildfire. You don't, you don't even hear Matt anymore. I think his parents are calling him Mad. Uh, played every minute of every MLS game. Now, without fact checking, mm-hmm. take my word for it. I've looked vaguely and looking at the top minutes played in MLS, taking out goalkeepers or not, none of the none of those top players are made a deep Open Cup run. I can say, I'm going to go and say unequivocally, Matt Miazga has played more minutes of soccer not counting friendlies at the beginning of the year than any other player in Major League Soccer this entire year. Matt Miazga, center back. So, <laughs> before we kill the assist magic man,
5: I just want it on record
2: that Matt Miazga, someone who I have no problem shitting on, so we can do that too because he's kind of an asshole, but he's our asshole. More minutes. I think it's a pretty impressive stat. More minutes than anybody else in MLS this year in competitive soccer. So, kudos to you, Matt, before we talk about this. so. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to cut him, go. right? right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Murphy would never. <laughs> the it, hard,
2: part, the yeah. hard part
1: about this is he has played so well this year. Yeah. And he's been so steady, and he had a really bad game this game. He had a terrible giveaway earlier in the game where he just got his pocket picked, and mm-hmm. it led to – I think it might have led to one of the top XG chances that, um, we're looking back over it, that Vancouver had during the game, other than the PK, which you should throw out because it's absurd that you get to add to your XG with a PK.
3: Right. Um, So the worst, the worst Bianca give, give giveaway I remember, I believe, uh, chased the guy down and it was largely, um, largely harmless. But yeah, this, um,
1: I'm just talking about this game. It was pretty, Yep. it was egregious. Um, and then on this this over the top ball, he's played so well this year total. I get it, but this was one of just the worst defensive plays you will ever see someone make. Where it was comical, like he gets positionally beaten on the long ball, and you could not make it any easier for an official to call a PK than yeah. both of your arms extended and whether or not this guy was tripping and falling anyway or Miazga fell into him you can't extend your arms and make it look like you're pushing someone to the ground it was like it was almost like a cartoon of a defensive play designed to make it easy to call as a pk and it was just it's so frustrating too because lucho scores this banger of a goal and they equalize on the most nonsensical awful stupid yeah. defensive play that was completely unearned and it just it sucks and he anyone overreacting to miazga like oh is terrible this is what Mias like no fuck off is a great player he just made an incredibly boneheaded play that outright cost the team two points and that just it it colors every other feeling i have about this game is how badly they just gave it away on that one play
3: I think players like Miazga and Mascara, to take two, play a little bit on the edge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not the first
4: time has made a play
0: like that. Not like that specific play, but like... Flirting with shoving <laughs> a guy, yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think that, you know... We, we, we usually
4: like the way they play, right? Because by and large, it's very effective. And sometimes
3: there's a really dumb mistake like this and you give up a penalty. Yeah. But if we can take Miazga most of the time and the trade-off is like one time a season, he gives away the dumbest penalty you've ever seen. I'll 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 take that.
4: That's fine.
1: Yeah, just don't give it away in the eighth, eighth <laughs> minute of a game. You're up. Like, do it some other time. Don't but do that's it. That's what in makes it, it so dumb. Yeah, uh, like, this is like this is catastrophically dumb because like I know how this story ends. This story ends with FC Cincinnati being tied now or one point back of the Supporters Shield. And it's these two fucking points. That's the difference between winning and losing. I already know how this ends.
2: I'm already ready to say the Supporters' Shield doesn't matter. And I was always only caring about the MLS Cup. I can pay that (laughs) faster than you can believe. But I brought up his minutes played because it seemed like I've played too much kind of mistake. I'd watched it in like Mm -hmm. .25 speed on YouTube. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been a penalty because... He gave, you know, it was on a platter. Right. I don't think he pushed him. I think he was, this sounds dumb, but like, he's just like resting his arms on him. And when the guy starts falling, he's like, oh, and he's like,
5: <laughs> it's like, you know, because he's
2: laying his hands on him, which is like the weight of his hands. And he just like goes with him as the guy falls. And as any striker should do, if you feel him on your yeah. back over the top, it's going to be easier to win the penalty than you'd pull in a Lucho there out of the sky. So I get that. That's what, but I do think it is relevant because I'm not sure on 11 days rest at the end of the game, I'm not positive that exact scenario happens and it's not, it's not, he doesn't get a pass for that, but at least I can understand it. I think it was one of us last year, Cameron, ha- he at least gave away one penalty and almost gave away a few more and some right by the box. And like, I don't know if there was in these scenarios where we were holding on to a lead. Usually we, you know, we're blowing leads, but he would just like stick his arm out and you'd be like, Why did you do that? <laughs> and he didn't have the built-in his excuse was probably just like, hey, I'm I'm pretty old. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I feel like Miazga, at least I can justify in my head why he had a bad game. Yeah. You know, if you think he had a bad game overall, I mean taking away that gorgeous uh david beckham assist over the top but uh yeah otherwise i th- i yeah obviously you can live with it we can all live with it we don't have a choice we have to live with it but <laughs> right. i can go. live with it a little more when i th- rationalize it that way and so in that respect that's how i'm choosing to
3: Yeah, okay good thing <laughs> about the other good thing about uh game is he somehow escaped without a yellow card
0: that is true, um, actually.
3: And he was on, he was on disciplinary warning. Yeah. So, Yerson, um, we know, got his fifth. So he's suspended next game. Yeah. But he it, wouldn't be playing anyway because he's he'll be flying back from Germany from international was, duty with Colombia. But I just, we almost were missing both of them.
1: I just wish if he's gonna make a boneheaded play like this and cost us a game. Don't do it when we have like 14 days off. And this is like the taste that I le- I get left with in my <laughs> mouth. That, like, it's like losing right before your bye week. Like, I yeah. get it. it's a draw. This is a loss. This game is actually a loss. It's not really a draw. You were winning <laughs> and you are no longer winning in every other aspect of sports. That's a loss that's right there. And now I have to sit and deal with this that they, this goal that Lucho scores, it's unbelievable, is all for naught. Because Matt got tired and was resting his arms in a bad spot. Like, fuck off, man. Come on.
0: Yeah. It's it's gonna be tough to to I don't know. To have that funk, sure. But if I could take a big picture, I don't know if anybody else, if there were any headlines that we we missed that we didn't get a chance to
2: I yeah I had uh, something about poop. This this was this go great with it. Uh, this <laughs> <laughs> this so uh, we talked about this so long ago. Uh, this is from the Idaho Potato. Roman vacation keeper must look like Italian keeper must look like Italian beach god. As announcers heap constant praise on selling. Tano, remember we were hey. talking about the announcers. What, what year was
0: that? <laughs> Tano. yeah, that, that one, one and uh, Yaya Kubo are uh, two of the best <laughs> oh, players on this <laughs> <God>. team.
2: <laughs> Yo Yo Kubo is killing it out there for us. But we are done.
1: Yo <laughs> Yo, <Yeah. laughs>
2: Kevin, you're gonna big picture. I just want to know. I because there's it's not. I checked the MLSPR. PR. What did we fall off the wagon of? Most points through this Ooh. amount of games. Most points they're like uh, what is the do we have the verdict on that yet? Or I do did we did not, not know? check?
0: I knew that if we had won this one and then won the Toronto match that we would have had the best start ever, knockout rounds or or uh yeah, penalty kicks or kickoff era or not. But um yeah, I think I think we've slipped a little bit. We are still on an 80 point course, now that we are halfway through the season. And that is an MLS record by like a, a, a decent clip. The next closest team to us is, yeah, on 64 points trajectory. You'd rather be us than any other team right <laughs> yeah. now in MLS. I'll tell you that much. What
2: was the, um, who was the team beh- like we were fighting with for that title? like the this year la galaxy 20 something i really hope
1: it's like the kansas city whiz or the dallas burn or something like that that would be awesome we
0: we were close to that i believe it was yeah a 2008 la galaxy team had one of the best starts ever um i'll have to go back and double check that those those historical starts but yeah i mean this is a game this this game we knew going in was going to be tough you go on the road a draw is an objectively good measure and i feel like if you offered that to most fcc fans before the night it probably would have taken you up on the deal maybe not but i i think especially if you knew lucho wasn't starting you take the draw um and yeah, we are eight points clear of Nashville, and all of the results continue to go FCC's way. LAFC lost four to nothing uh, this match day. It's it's looking good. It's looking good for the old for the old FC. And immediately behind us, Nashville, Philadelphia, and New England. We've beat the the top two next to us. We drew against New England. I mean again you'd rather be us than anybody else Philly's surging but we've already taken care of them once so yeah I don't this is this is a fun time to be going on a break for for the team because everything is still going our way I did see one
3: final headline in Broadway world
0: oh Um,
3: (laughs) I don't know what I think this is maybe just some type of midseason celebration I can't really make heads or tails of it Mm. Um it's uh the sound of foozers.
5: Oh, <laughs> I hate it already.
3: <laughs> Dom, Adam, Adam Baji Ray, a guy who tucks his shirt, oh, me, <laughs> Asga who blew the game, Fa, away in Canada. So we're still top of the league. La, LA just lost again. T. Alvarez Yerba Mate that will bring us back to Dom, but Dom Kinnear this time.
0: Oh, hey, look at that. A couple of Doms on the team. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a chat GPT to flesh out the rest of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny...
2: Like when you see teams in other years, like when we're in the basement and you see the other teams at the top, we're like, wow, LAFC has so many points. You imagine their fans a certain way. And, we know, we were, you know, jerking each other off the other week, just loving life since he jacks. Um, So I don't want (laughs) to act like we're like we're upset that we blew this game. But we are. you, You only get every I feel like the floor like goes up with us and there's it's hard to look back down it just like keeps getting raised and you're like not your expectations get raised every time so yeah. it's like you you tell yourself like remember how bad we are and we all say that but like you're already in a whole new you can't <laughs> you can't go back the wall is like coming with you and right. then you try to turn around and you're like no 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 this is what you it's like patriots fans we talked about patriots before yeah, they got upset when they lost the Super Bowl. You know, they they weren't OK with it. And right. uh, that's us. it's normal to like feel. The bottom is not the bottom it was before, and you you quickly are out of the. Yeah, as Alexi would say, the happy, happy to be here. And so and that's OK, as long as you're being kind of rational about it. But like we're on this record setting pace, but we're still going to get upset that. We're, right. We're not 10, 11 points ahead. We're right. Eight right. points ahead.
1: It's like once a team gets good, it's yeah. Well, it's like, oh, it's a road point is a good point. No, fuck that. This team is setting records. Go win all your games. <laughs> goddammit. damn it.
0: Right. right. I, I, it also, to, it's, it's oh.
1: fucking annoying that Nashville seems to, no matter how many games we win. They always seem to be like eight points back. Like, why won't they go away a little bit?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would be nice. Yeah, I was looking at, uh, again, I love going back to this because it it gives you a sense of like where we were thinking the baseline of this season was. Our way too early predictions from December. And through that, which I think we can all agree, felt very optimistic going through that exercise. We had predicted... 28 points up to this point, which is exactly where Atlanta United is. So I think... I think we're doing pretty good right now. They are currently in fifth, and we were we were feeling real confident about that. We also predicted second in the East, so I we must have really turned it on to the back end <laughs> of those predictions because, yeah,
2: we went on a run, baby.
0: <laughs> uh, oh wait, I didn't even check. Uh, we did have that one as a one nothing loss as well. So again meeting or exceeding expectations (laughs) the bar
1: has been raised you can no longer use that as a baseline
0: (laughs) that is very fair Um, is there anything else we want to touch on from this game before we talk about a rumored signing quickly and then we get out of here because I'm running out of tape on this recorder Right, we're back we're gonna do this one part two. FC Cincinnati linked to a new designated player over the uh over the weekend was that? I guess it was it was at the tail end of the week, as soon as we posted a uh a podcast, which is usually how these things go for us. Uh the the name out there, Aaron Bupenza, I guess is how I'm going to go with it mm-hmm. until somebody tells me otherwise. Uh Internationally represents Gabon, currently playing, well, <laughs> they just wrapped up their season, but is a current player for the uh, a team in the uh, Saudi Super League, Al-Shabaab, not that one, and <laughs> previously, he was uh, he was a golden boot winner or uh, a winner. winner uh in the Turkish league uh, the year prior. This is somebody that I guess the analytics look good on him. The number being thrown out there is about $7 million for his services to come to Cincinnati. Jonah, mm. how many blue pills are you popping with this news?
2: Well, I don't know. After I saw this headline from the Al Shabaab times, Mad rush to Micro Center, hundreds of computer monitors shattered by furious FC fans as new signing Bupenza refuses to score with his right foot. (laughs) Do
1: we even want him?
3: Yeah, I saw FC fans made a movie about him. It's called The Man with One Left Foot.
2: (laughs) Is that the sequel to My Left
3: Foot? Sorry. Damn. Shit, i fucked that up didn't i <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just assumed it i just assumed it was another movie i got it confused with the man with one red shoe <laughs>
5: which also Same still kind of works red, here and that red shoe
1: on his right foot
2: that yeah right. unbelievable and, uh, but uh, it, uh, uh i will say uh, it was a when did I it was a crazy there's a crazy few days so you know I was saying like emergency pod but other podcasts did it for us so that's okay it was Thursday um, yes it's amazing where we've come where it's almost like before like a signing like that, which is still enormous and still huge, would be like, that is that's that's everything. That is that is literally everything. That's That's the season. That's the future. (laughs) Yes. That's like LaCadia. It's like we're putting everything on you. We're memeing like crazy. There were we didn't even I didn't even meme that much. Like it's just like one cherry on top of like like we said, we're this far ahead, the supporter shield and we add this guy and they're like, well, I think you watch the highlights. I'm like he could be like a quarter of this and it's like, it's not my money anyway. He's not, I don't think he's going to be, but I'm just saying it's just more on top of what we already have going on. More options up top. I thought he looked fucking even Joseph Amay's highlight reel of just this past season. I'm like, Oh, well, this is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> like he's doing great. Like this is fantastic. This is why it costs seven million dollars, obviously. but like i am he he's a handsome guy. He scores with his left foot, which is much classier than the right foot. so i'm I'm excited. I don't know how it works. You guys maybe could tell me when he can actually come into the team if if it's all official, but i'm I'm raring to go. I'll buy the jersey
3: d h. Gate style.
0: <laughs> yeah, Grayson what is uh what does the timeline look like here for bringing this guy in for real? I mean the only answer
3: to this is nobody knows right mm. um okay but here's what, here's what we here's what we know we know that he's going to be with Gabon um in the in their Africa Cup of Nations qualifying I believe um they only play uh I should have done this before this but my I think they only play on the 18th yeah they only have one game it's June 18th so um I think probably like however long the visa process takes, he can't join the team or he can't be rostered for a game until July until after the transfer window opens. So maybe he can come in earlier and start training, but for his first game, you have to look after July fifth, and you think you know, what's realistic, right? Is it realistic for him to come in and start three days into the window? I say sure, but Why I think not? people may <laughs> but he might not. Um
1: I mean hell, we've learned he should already be over in Cincinnati because nobody should stay with wherever their team is. <laughs> Very true.
3: Um <laughs> uh, so but uh the Saudi league is out of out of season, so he's doesn't have any games for them um to worry about, so I mean, I think the fact that it came out in the media as right. being done last week is a really good sign that we're going to f- that we're going to see him
4: in with the team sooner rather than later.
1: Um, hey, you got you got Fabrizio or Bob how do you pronounce his name?
3: Uh, Fabri is it Fabrizio? Fabrizio, said-
1: you got yeah, Fabrizio and Taylor Twelman. Between the two of them, I'm gonna <laughs> incline to believe that one of the two of them knows what the hell is up in terms of a well, signing.
3: I believe happened. I believe Laurel was the first to report um, pen to paper. Yeah. I know you're wrong on that. But I think I think she, I think that he was signed, from, yeah. I don't yeah. think she would
1: which is more she confirmation did. than we have for Lionel Messi, where the last that they left it off, right. there's some <laughs> details left to be worked yeah. out.
3: Which did is weird, right? Did, did, you, did you see the report from, like, Doug McIntyre that Miami and MLS were blindsided by Emily, by Messi making that announcement? <laughs> that's I love so that. On,
1: but so <laughs> horridly on brand.
3: So,
2: you see still the front, like, that image that I posted the other night where he's looking up and it looks like he's looking at our score, that's still, like, the main page. It's just, like... <laughs> as face, like (laughs) I, I like I know, like when they say like a rising tide lifts all ships, it would be I don't. We'll go back to Bubenza. It I would pay money for messi not to come now just because it'd be so fucking hilarious <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't care i don't need him at open cup whatever that would just be worth the laughs chief just, bupenza just for, just, you...
1: <laughs> just for the number of people that have already bought tickets at like thousand exactly. dollars a piece That's, that are now holding a yes. bag to actually go to a regular inter-miami game with no Lionel messi <laughs> fucking hilarious no but i'm yeah. i'm into it you know what the hell with it you know what i love about this i love that they have looked at this team and they've made the decision that we're not going to go with another YDP. We're going with a straight regular ass dependable proven track record of scoring goals, DP, where this isn't a project. This is a guy where you're going to sign him. You're going to bring him in and you expect him to start producing right away and produce this year. And I know that's going to cost us in terms of, you know, I know Cincinnati soccer talk was deep into this immediately that, we're going to be losing some U20, a U-22 spot as a result of this. It's worth it. You know why? Because they need goals now. They need to win now. This is their year, and they're going for it. And I just absolutely love that.
3: Alvaro's guaranteed compensation is like $150,000, give or take, more than his cap hit as a U-22. So it's not a lot of allocation money yeah to buy down alvaro Barrial off of the u22 spot um so i'm not worried about it i think 26 is a really nice age to bring in a dp yeah i think welbido was 26 when he came in um you hear a little bit of chatter about you know various weaknesses in his game um nobody knows anything
0: yeah um be I real careful Listening to people claiming to be experts on I mean, random... It's fun, <laughs> right. It's fun.
3: It's fun for people to, to do their yes. thing, right? Yes. But the fact of the matter is, this is by far Chris Albright's biggest signing yes. since he joined FC Cincinnati. He knows whether Bupenza can shoot with his right foot, right? Um, he knows whether Bupenza has a good or bad touch. He knows... Whether Bupenza has like outperformed his XG numbers or whatever, right? Yeah. If there's something that you know about this player, I guarantee you Chris Albright knows it, right? Well, I guarantee you
1: Chris Albright knows more. (laughs) (laughs) So for me, no matter how much you know, he knows more.
3: (laughs) So for me, the most important factor is that Chris Albright evaluated this player and said, We're going to bring in a senior designated player at a $7 million transfer fee. And it's going to be this guy. And that makes me really fucking exciting yeah. for, uh, for this signing.
0: Yeah. And for the roster machinations, essentially FCC is going to be foregoing a U22 spot that they would have otherwise had. It may take some finagling to, to move some people around who may already be on the roster, but I think we've seen with, and Gulo and even Barrios first time here. It takes a while for these U twenty two guys to get settled. And if you're a team going for the supporter shield, MLS Cup, Open Cup, all three, you're fine not having that youth spot right now and banking on an impact striker. And who knows where those roster rules change once Messi eventually probably shows up. That you don't get more flexibility in the winter that this doesn't end up being much of anything. I think it's a smart win-now move. And if you're not going to try to win now with this team eight points ahead halfway through, when are you ever going to try to win now? So this is this is a moment to strike. And yeah, look forward to uh, seeing A.A. run out there. And Gabon uh, quickly glanced at his national team. I don't recognize any other names. It's not like some of those... Except, like, except for Denis, Denis Buonga. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Bawanga, the uh, probable MVP winner at this point in uh, MLS. Let's see if Lucho doesn't have anything to say about that. But um, incredibly productive striker for LAFC. This is his strike partner on the Gabon national team. And uh, yeah, man, like this is. This is cool. If he can be anything like uh, Boanga, this is going to be a a hell of a signing. And the the second half of this year should look a lot like the second half of last year. So throwing it out there. Um, Well, finally here coming up, we have an interview with Abby Francis, a longtime contributor to the post website. She went down to North Carolina to cover the soccer tournament. We talked to her about her experience. And that's going to be your postcast. Oh, and joining us on a a lovely, rainy Sunday evening to talk about her experience at the soccer tournament, making a pod debut, the one and only Abby Francis. Abby, how are you doing this evening?
6: I am doing great finally giving the people what they want
1: i mean it's her pod debut but we should point out that is the only person here that has received credentials i believe that does make her possibly the most official member of the post
6: (laughs) and the one that is now going to be used as well we've been credentialed before
0: (laughs) that is very very true you also uh, if my if my memory is serving me well here you have the number one most popular article of all time on the post website which is what the heck are those little bags that soccer players carry into the stadium
6: (laughs) (laughs) Somebody asked me the other day to do an updated one, and I said, absolutely not.
0: (laughs) A lot of research (laughs) went into that piece. It was very extensive.
6: (laughs) It it truly was. And they're all still carrying the same bags. I actually looked up um, our newest player, who Grayson, I will let you pronounce his name.
0: Uh, I don't know. Aaron... Aaron Bupenza yeah Bupenza would have been my guess as well
6: okay I looked it up same Louis Vuitton bag that half the team has so you know more interesting he does backflips so I'm working on a compilation of his backflips
0: there we go we can we can have them all Graded gymnast style. it'll be perfect.
3: <laughs> I am curious if he's kept up his quality of backflip over the years.
6: actually, the highlight reel that Joseph did did not show any backflips
0: that is true. I'm slightly concerned. True. yeah so, we need we'll to get see. our priorities in order, but no we we have you here to discuss the bizarre incredible the fascinating tournament that you were able to attend the soccer tournament we had the the guys from Cincy sc on earlier this year the tournament happened and you were actually able to get down there and abby i mean we we've alluded to it here but you got to go down in an official capacity yeah
6: that was so wild i (laughs) made the joke in the discord that I saw a link, I should I should have tried to get credentials three days before. I was like, you know, you miss what the Wayne Gretzky quote. <laughs> I'm not going to think of it. You miss shots you don't take. I took a shot, and uh, the next day I got an email that I was credentialed.
5: <laughs>
6: so you know, took that shot, worked out and decided I was going to fake it till I made it or someone found out that I was lying.
1: (laughs) That's going to be a great feeling walking through a soccer tournament or any sort of a sporting event where it's like everyone can tell I'm not supposed to be here until you realize that most of these other people probably aren't supposed to be here either. Everyone is just faking it Mm -mm. at this tournament.
6: (laughs) Yes. Especially, Especially this one. It was... The best way I can describe it is a very, like, have you ever been to a loosely run petting zoo where you can just, <laughs> you can get entirely too close to animals and you just know it's not right, but they're doing their best and it's really fun. So that was, that was the vibe. Going the, vibe you're
1: say- the vibe you're saying is that this was the Tiger King of soccer tournaments.
6: A hundred percent, and about the same, about the same amount of violence. So and controversy. So it was, it was cool. It definitely had that first time vibe of they were all just trying to do their best. A lot of volunteers. Uh, I walked up to get my media pass, and the lady said, "Are you playing with the team?"
0: <laughs> I, why not I think how I, far could you have gotten
6: <laughs> too far right i i believe i stood and held eye contact with her for at least 30 seconds trying to register yeah, when I'm, she... I'm clint
1: dempsey <laughs> <laughs> do you ever seen the show welcome to wrexham well if not you would know who i am if you had seen it.
6: i'm i'm abby wrexham so, <laughs> uh, my father is Mr. Wrexham. I would like my pass. <laughs> so, I then told her I was with media, and I almost felt like she believed me less. <laughs> <laughs> but she did give me the pass. So, I had the power within me on a lanyard (laughs) and it was an amazing feeling.
0: So what did what did you get being a credentialed member of the uh, the fourth estate there?
6: Let me tell you, I was spoiled. No, there was. So it gave me the best thing is I got very close parking. The media parking was right up next to the stadium 10 out of 10 best perk besides a lanyard because shows my dominance and importance so good parking even though I had a parking pass actually gave it to Matt Boehner's mom oh good for you
1: that's nice SEC pay it forward I like that
6: became very tight with the banners, very wonderful people. So the parking was amazing. On the second day, I could not, could not find the media room, kept looking, but also felt very scared to find it because, you know, you walk, that feeling of walking into a room, everybody turns and stares at you and wonders what the hell are they doing here? was all I could imagine. So I didn't go. But then the second day, you know, I was, I had to do it mostly because I wanted to see if the room was air conditioned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because you wanted to complain if it wasn't, because if the one thing that makes you true media is complaining about the treatment of the media at an event like this.
6: I learned from the best pat brennan and if there was an ice cream machine that wasn't working everybody was going to hear about it (laughs) so unfortunately i finally figured it out it was the men's locker room not being used obviously
1: that's where you should go (laughs) (laughs) Are we going to get they a problem like, about how you felt unwelcome since it was the men's locker room you were going to be forced to walk into?
6: I don't, I don't think the stadium had a women's locker room, <laughs> but it, there were, you know, this very old man who is security directed me and said, you're going to go into the men's locker room one. And I did not trust him.
3: Especially <laughs> in North Carolina.
6: You're else around there.
0: Yeah. It's a setup. It's a trap. I truly,
6: truly <laughs> thought it was a trap. So I watched someone else walk in and then I just went right behind him. And I walk in, and there are two folding tables, about a dozen metal chairs, a Yeti cooler filled with mostly uh water. And by water I mean Ice that had melted, and two, <laughs> two actual bottles of water in there, and a TST backdrop to do interviews in front of, and nine million charging cords. <laughs> Just it was a cement room of charging cords two bottles of water and a couple of tables. Wow. What else? I've never, I've never been spoiled like that. <laughs> <laughs> I finally, I, I got in there and I thought I've made it. This is that's,
0: it. That's how you know you're on the same level as the New York times writers that were right. there as, as we learned Ex- throughout this.
6: <laughs> sharing a room with true. Just. Juggernauts of <laughs> media.
1: I've finally made it, and I can let everyone know about it because there's no chance my phone is going to die as long as I'm in this room.
3: <laughs> if you thought people weren't going to believe you've actually got media credentials, I think telling the story kind of quells any doubt because nobody would make this up.
6: <laughs> no, this is this is my. Chernobyl. Yeah. (laughs) Firefest. Well, I was, uh, no, there there was, I definitely need to discuss how there were a lot of Firefest similarities going on, including storage cubes that the players were given as locker rooms. (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. Like those storage pods, they put an air conditioner in them. That was the player's,
1: no way. Where
6: they hung out. Yeah.
1: To be like the ones that you get delivered to your house in order to move from place to place, they were using those as locker rooms?
6: Correct. But they had, <laughs> they had, they had a, they had a couple windows and air conditioner unit. Okay. Now I'm just picturing right. like
1: that scene from Silicon Valley, like somebody's getting dressed for a room, and all of a sudden the pod gets picked up and put onto the back <laughs> of a flatbed it and really... taken out into a container ship with an entire 7V7 team just sitting on the
3: inside. <laughs> <laughs> there you just... know, if, you, if you put those in the high desert, that's like four fifty a night on Airbnb. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm,
6: I have no doubt that's what they're doing with them right now. They're being taken to <laughs> Burning Man as we speak. <laughs> yeah. So it was just this field full of, there were 24 teams. So, but then also some of the teams had quite a deep bench. So I'm not sure how they all fit into a shipping container. (laughs) But now I'm really questioning why I didn't use my credentials to go into one.
0: Go, go go investigate. Miss, missed
6: opportunity.
0: <laughs> so, how was the actual experience of the tournament? Like, if somebody was on the fence or liked what they saw on YouTube or Peacock or CNBC, what, would it be worth going down next year? Assuming we have a, a Cincinnati team to to pull for,
6: I would go without a Cincinnati team.
0: Ooh, okay, yeah.
6: Yeah, it was, I can't even tell you, it was so fun. It is the most chaotic type of soccer that is organized that I've (laughs) ever watched. It took me, despite the media packet that I got, you know, 24 hours before heading down there, I had plenty of time to look over, but I didn't. So I got there and was so confused when I saw them talking about two 20-minute halves and then target time. Yes. <laughs> I looked at someone and said, what is target time? As I'm wearing a media pass. <laughs> <laughs>
5: like,
1: uh, it was in the packet we provided to you to sign up for credentials. Did you, did you not do the reading ahead of this?
0: MLS is so much different than the Premier League. <laughs> this is a strange place. <laughs> yeah.
6: So when I figured it out, I was like, damn, this is really cool
1: god damn somebody should televise and cover this this is incredible
0: they should, should send a reporter here did you guys know oh. about this
3: <laughs> have you guys heard about this
0: oh my god i absolutely love it uh, so yeah, yeah
6: it it's there were parts of it that were so unhinged the fact that in in the pictures you'll see it the goals you know they split the main field into two uh fields to play and the goals were low obviously and so were the stadium seats and so if you're sitting in those first five rows you're getting beamed in the face at some point
1: right they call that interactive media is what they call it. You're right.
6: <laughs> it was the only place I would sit. And I, a lot of times had my laptop out. And then at one point, a guy made a joke about, well, I hope whoever you're writing for is going to expense that laptop when it gets hit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Spoiler alert. Yeah. How many 60 like, cent episodes we would have. Right? to sell? <laughs> so there's been one ad.
6: and it's not it's not pulling the weight we need for this laptop but (laughs) we need to get some me undies or something going so yeah it was one of the best things is we were it was a game it was one of the big ones so the stands were really full Mm. and one of the balls came up sometimes They will go up and over the back of the stadium. Truly impressive. (laughs) (laughs) How insane these kicks were, but, you know, retired, forget their own strength. So a ball comes up and just beams a stroller. Oh, no. Absolutely wrecks it. And it got dead silent. And then some drunk guy in the front yells, there's not a baby in it. And then the crowd, (laughs) the crowd erupts into cheers. Just screaming and clapping and cheering. It was amazing to watch. Just a bunch of people so excited that a baby didn't just get nailed with a ball. So it was. Uh, it was good, uh, that kind time. of, yeah. It was that kind of energy <laughs> that was going on there.
0: what so, What was your yeah. favorite? What was your favorite part of the weekend? Having been down there, what what was the most enjoyable piece of this to you?
6: A lot of the teams, the big teams, got knocked out pretty quick. I, you know, if you saw the women's team scores, that it was truly people walked away because it was painful to watch it was just bad and there was a lot of like shit talking before the thinking they were funny and then just there were us on twitter when we were bad
3: <laughs> that, Who the, the u.s women
6: <laughs> yeah they they couldn't back it up maybe in about three years
3: though they're gonna to be clear this was not the current u.s women this was like <laughs> No, 60 year old
0: Christine Lilly. Yeah, there were some some old names on there.
6: None of these teams were players that are, you know, on any type of deal anywhere. Some of them were in leagues. They would have to be in a league that isn't playing right now, which isn't really any league that's going to just let you go play in. A tournament that has very loosely followed rules <laughs> such as no slide tackling and i saw so many slide tackles so yeah
5: it well, was, soccer, it was just, breaking the
1: rules of second nature if you say no slide tackles they're gonna slide tackle it's like matt miazga isn't allowed to push people down in the box that doesn't fucking stop
6: them <laughs> also these guys are reliving glory days let them slide tackle
3: Yeah, so I'm sure every red card got rescinded. Yes. Every every guy I know who got a red card was playing the next game. It truly was.
6: And the final decision on every red card was our hero, Ted Uncle. Uncle. (laughs) Apparently at night, they would send him video or something. At the end of the day, just like, hey, these are the reds. And he was like, hey... I don't really care about this tournament. I Just <laughs> rescind all of them.
1: <laughs> it's like, he, whose line is it anyway? The rules are made up and the points are arbitrary.
6: <laughs> he probably didn't read the media packet and didn't even understand the rules and said, this is fine. That's actually so, a
0: really
5: good point. Know, <laughs> I could
3: imagine him it. hearing about like guys getting red cards for that substitution rule and just having the same reaction I had. It was like, well, that's stupid. You know, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> <him> play. Ridiculous.
6: <laughs> yeah. So there was kind of some of the exciting parts was the TikTok kid getting punched. Um, could not have happened to a better person. And he got the red card for it.
0: Nice. Uh, Just well, a series go. of fortunate
6: <laughs> events for those that were watching. he apparently got very angry and left the tournament. But then when it got rescinded, he came back (laughs) there. He was with Dortmund. They were already knocked out. So he just stood and took pictures with teenagers. Sure. Good for him. Wonderful. But I think one of the coolest things was learning about Teams that I would otherwise have no idea even existed. Mm. The team that won was from Newtown, Connecticut. Essentially, they were from Sandy Hook. Everyone hears that town name and knows the same story of the school shooting that happened there. And so when they won, one of the cool things was I got to interview a couple of the players and ask them what does this mean for your team for your you know you ask no matter what players what does it mean for your city yeah and they across the board said this gives people something positive to think about when they hear the name of our town of our city and so that was really cool but now i really enjoy these guys that play indoor in the minorist leagues and want to follow them now yeah so
0: that Uh, was pretty cool that that team is a, a super interesting story they had actually qualified for the open cup in 2020, but COVID canceled it. And I don't think they qualified for the most recent one. So it was a nice, I mean, I'd say consolation prize, but it's obviously much larger than the actual yeah. Open Cup prize. But yeah, um, it was you nice. Know, to you see don't that. get it, the
6: Open Cup. A million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think the farthest advancing amateur team gets like twenty-five thousand dollars. So yeah, yeah they really did all right for gonna, themselves. <laughs> really thought you were gonna say twenty-five and I was gonna go, mm-hmm. $25. That's 25,
1: probably what it comes an out an, to. It's an Amazon <laughs> gift card though, so you can't split it up among the players. They've got to order something for the team, like some code. It's a th-
3: virtual th- gift card, so you have to like keep that little pin with you, or if you <laughs>
6: <laughs> I heard this year it's a cracker barrel. Whew. Oh good. Good. <laughs> Big controversy.
0: Hey. Um so yeah, so you got to uh you got to brush shoulders with the uh the members of the press. Uh how 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 was that experience for you? <laughs> Did you blend they... in? No <laughs>
6: <laughs> I mean one of the dead giveaways is that I was with my mom. <laughs> well, you could have been like a
1: Gen Z reporter, you know, like the helicopter parent hanging around. yeah, <laughs> uh,
6: and she Your proofreader. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was funny. She's, you know, she is the reason that I'm as hardcore soccer as I am. Um, But yeah, it was funny. I'm, I would have to be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go down to the field and get video. Are you okay? Do you need water? (laughs) She didn't need anything for me, but I felt so bad leaving her in the stands yeah but also if a media pass means i get on the field i'm i'm going
0: down there yeah absolutely yeah
6: yeah so yeah probably you know the one that's making sure their mom is situated before going down to the field (laughs) may have given me away is the fraud but uh yeah. Did your no, mom I enjoy don't... yourself? Oh my gosh. shit' so much fun. Yeah. This was, this was the first vacation we had taken since the world went to hell. So it was really nice. It was nice to go down there. We went, you know, this is a, this is a podcast of culture. We went to the art museum Mm. and did a couple other touristy, culturey things so I could talk about it on the podcast. How you know. <laughs> L- was the
0: culture of Cary, North Carolina?
6: <laughs> we stayed in Raleigh.
0: Okay, so, okay.
6: Yeah. Stayed in a expensive, because it was converted into mid-century modern, former travel lodge Ooh, so you okay. know it's it was a boutique hotel that was a travel lodge essentially they had <laughs> nice. robes so nice. it was nice yeah <laughs> you know
5: the, Take
0: what yeah, you can get there.
6: they made it expensive and i was like yeah that place <laughs> but it was yeah definitely all around a good time brought my hdmi cable because there was two games while we were down there and i'm not a casual fan i don't fall asleep at the 80th minute
0: hey. Of a game. hey happens to the best of us right right no it guys? just happens right? just to you just to you i really set myself up for failure on that one but regardless <laughs> <laughs>
6: But yeah, got to watch the games, yelled very loudly, and hopefully there were no people around us because there were some – those were good games. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So missed uh, the semifinals because that was the Saturday night,
5: Mm.
6: our game in the semifinals, so priorities. So overall – uh, being
1: down there for the tournament, like you were, what was the vibe of the crowd like? Were people into it? Did everyone walk seem to walk away, having a good time? or what was your sort of sense of just the people that actually showed up?
6: Yeah. It was a lot of families hmm. that uh, I feel like um, people brought kind of younger kids, not younger kids, but kids that were old enough to appreciate soccer and played uh some people we met their kids were trained by some of the people that were playing mm. so they had come to watch them um they you know you saw it wasn't i really thought there would be a lot of people wearing mls gear there were not Hmm. world
1: soccer so, loves that
6: Uh, actually the most stuff you saw was well charlotte did have a team there which is very weird i don't understand who really was on it but they had a presence what's weird is i would talk to the people that had come to watch their team and bring up mls and their you know mls team blank stares I, they had no idea who FC Cincinnati were. I don't know who these people were there to watch. They were wearing (laughs) full, full Charlotte hats, shirts, everything. I don't know what soccer they were into. That's strange. Yeah, it was very odd. Just multiple times, blank stares. So then I would have to explain who we are and why we're amazing. But (laughs) they didn't really care. Um, It was a lot, a lot of people that had watched Welcome to Wrexham.
0: Yeah. Were they the most popular team there?
6: Absolutely. Hmm. And they were selling multiple types of Wrexham shirts. And so... I would say at any given time, 50% of the crowd was in a Wrexham shirt. Wow. To the point where people started hoping that Wrexham got knocked out. <laughs> so the, the people that were truly soccer fans wanted Wrexham out so that those people would be happy with yeah. their experience and go home. <laughs> and it worked. Oh my God. They were knocked out and those people trickled the, out. So
1: the collective power of everyone wishing for the same thing at the exact same time. You love this. <laughs> it, was,
6: it was truly amazing. It was, we relegated yeah. them.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> they, they finally was, got their comeuppance, huh? <laughs> I,
6: It was the one and only time I was for USA Pro
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. Well, Abby, before we uh before we let you go, I, I do know that we are uh we're working on getting, and I say we, I definitely mean you, uh <laughs> you're working on getting your work up on the website uh so people can check out some of the sights and sounds uh that were there. So We do, in fact, publish articles from time to time on the website. It's not a completely lost cause there. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But yeah, Abby, I don't know any other. I don't know if you have like one more good story from the uh, from the tournament or anything else you want to you want to get out there.
6: I have one good one. And I was saving this. So I made the joke that when I was there, I was going to talk to someone on Wolves about keeping (laughs) Yerson. Good on you. Thank you. (laughs) I mean, that's what I was there for. (laughs) Um, So I found a Wolves player who actually was playing on the team at the time. He's an active Wolves player. They brought a couple of theirs. And I went up to him and said, hi, I have a question. And he said, yeah. (laughs) And I said, do you know Yerson?" And he looked at me and said, yeah, yeah, Yerson, and pointed somewhere to his right. (laughs) And my first thought was, oh, shit, Yerson's here. (laughs) (laughs) And then I looked to his right. There was no one there. And so I said, you know, Yerson Mascara? And
4: he said, Yerson um and he just kind of stared at me and then said
6: i only speak french in english and then walked away
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a power move
4: <laughs> i am
6: keeping that in my back pocket because it was it was amazing.
0: I only speak French. Oh my god. I don't. <laughs> yeah.
6: It was so good and I was like and that's when I knew we were going to get that extension.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't being brought up in the uh, the manager's end of season notes there, huh? <laughs> he knew. He knew it and he just he couldn't even
6: he knew that he would give it away if he talked
0: right. about him so right. i respect it <laughs> oh my god no abby that is fantastic thank you again for agreeing to pretend to be a journalist for us while you were down there uh, very excited to see uh what shows up on the website but these stories were great and obviously next year we got to get you back down there because now Now you are legacy credential media for TST. So they've got no reason to say no. I love this. So thank you.
5: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Thank you guys. Gentlemen, I guess that's going to be a a podcast. I don't know. Just a chief, chief send us out and uh, Sting play us out and, and we'll do it live. Fuck Columbus. All of the music in this podcast was done by Jim Trace and the Makers, an amazing local Cincinnati band. You can find more information about them in the description of this episode. Also, be sure to check out The Post Cincy at ThePostCincy.com. It's where we're posting our written content. Find a wide range of content there posted regularly. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast app. Or better yet, share this episode with a friend, a family member, a fellow FC Cincinnati fan, somebody you think might enjoy this content, please send it on over uh, to them. We would really, really appreciate that. And if you haven't done so already, we do have a Discord server. Feel free to drop in and join the conversation happening there. Again, links to that can be found on the website or in the description of this episode. Thank you so much
4: for listening.